Welcome to the Gamer Node Show! I am Eddie Anzato, and I am super excited to put on this fake voice for you, the listeners of the podcast formerly known as Versus Node, newly renamed and hot off the microphones as the Gamer Node Show. Today it's a solo affair. I'm here alone. Um, at least for now, we'll see if I add any more to this with a further discussion of some topic in gaming. But for now, a uh, little housekeeping. So yes, we've renamed the Gamer Node Show to the Gamer Node Show from the Versus Node podcast. Uh, Versus Node was uh, was a, a name that we came up with back in the beginning. Couldn't really tie it all in with gaming and gamer node as well as maybe we would have liked to if we were more creative people so versus node stuck versus mode in games versus node for gamer node it all worked but you know half the games we play are solo probably more than half and now we have board games as well and perhaps using the word show instead of podcast gives us a little bit more flexibility with the medium that we want to present the show in be it audio video stop-motion animation, pop-up book, whatever. Um, so that's that. From here on forward, we are the Gamer Node Show, and I love it. I hope you do, too. We are back to our classic intro theme, brought to us by the fantastic Koji Kondo from The Legend of Zelda. Iconic theme, iconic game, great foundation and jumping-off point for us to start every show with. Uh, the remix produced by Brian Shulman and Charles Kantz for us way back in uh, 2010. That's the housekeeping. Hope you like the name. Today, uh, I'm starting it off alone here. Just going to talk about a couple of games I've been playing. Just want to keep the ball rolling here with the Gamer Node show and give you a little content to listen to. So, um,. One of the games that I jumped into recently, well, that I finished recently, I actually started a while back and never really felt snagged despite its uniqueness and mystique, um, is The Deer God. Sort of a confusing game, actually. So, The Deer God starts out, well, let me describe the game in general. It's a side-scrolling platformer, it's, it's two-dimensional movement in a sort of three-dimensional visual presentation, uh, like 3D pixel art, like, like th not quite voxels like, um, like Minecraft, but a more higher fidelity version of that. Something like 3D Dot Game Heroes with parallax. Uh, it actually looks really great um, and has wonderful music, but the idea is you play as a deer and the reason you're a deer is because a short cutscene at the beginning of the game shows a hunter shooting at a, I guess it was at a, at a trophy buck, ends up killing a baby deer, um, and suddenly he's confronted by the titular deer god, and he is transformed into a baby deer to repent for his sins and uh, make amends, you know, for for his actions. It's got that anti-hunting message. However, I say it's confusing because um, 
in addition to it being a procedurally generated semi-roguelike side-scroller that continues forever in one direction and constantly repeats particular components of the level, uh, which is somewhat jarring in itself, um, you find yourself as this deer constantly killing other animals, uh, which seems to be at odds with the message. Um, so there's a moral system, and the game sort of decides predator animals are evil and herbivores are good. So if you kill a rabbit, it's bad. If you kill a puma, then uh, somehow that's considered good. Maybe you're protecting the quote-unquote innocent animals of the wood. But um, that's one way that it's confusing. But the other thing is that it, it is this sort of procedurally generated world and you can go on forever with everything becoming quite repetitive if you miss these triggers. Um, the goal of the game is to collect a set of artifacts, each one acquired by performing some action, satisfying some quest, some little job with a character you meet along the way or with one of the elder reindeer um, so each one comes up in order and there will be like some novel edition like a, a house that shows up and if you go in there and you talk to the person there uh, you'll have to do something related to what they say and maybe come back to them or maybe do meet someone else whatever it is and then you'll be rewarded with one of these artifacts and once you've completed one, now you keep going for a while. Maybe the terrain will change from forest to plains to ice to desert to mountaintop. And it's all very beautiful and it's very interesting as you're going through the first time and discovering all the new land. But it'll eventually start to, to repeat in a, in a sort of very familiar way, um, like different sets of the screens as you're tracking from left to right will be the same as what you've seen but it won't be identical as a whole so so it almost feels vaguely like deja vu where you feel like you've been there but you actually haven't because you've been continuously running from left to right um, but if you miss the thing that you're trying to do next it'll show up once then you pass it, then it'll show up again, and you'll start to notice, oh, I've seen this thing a couple of times now. Maybe I should investigate further. And that's interesting. However, it, it becomes somewhat exhausting. But initially playing the game is great. It's got very responsive controls, fast movement, uh, everything. you jump, you attack, all that. Um, and it feels really good tactily, which is something I always talk about, the tactile feel of the game. You'll encounter a few boss characters, which are kind of fun. You'll get new abilities as you go. Some of the artifact quests will also give you an ability, and they'll help you to defeat enemies or open up new pathways. Like, like for example, you might be able to break a big stone after you earn some ability. Time passes as you go, so you'll see a very nice uh, transition from 
daytime to nighttime. It'll count the number of days that it takes you as you go. There are weather effects. So it's a nice veneer on this game. Um, beautiful music. Kind of tranquil, but it also feels mysterious. It, it, it gives you some sort of inquisitive feeling or, or a feeling of anticipation. Um, seeing what's coming up next. But uh, like I said, as you play further, that, that all sort of fades away. And you're left just kind of seeking out the next story progression point and it's barely story it's like some some minor conversation usually with a human character interestingly enough since you were a human who was supposed to repent and help the animals and now everyone you meet and help is a human i don't know if they're saying something there that animals are are helping people or as an animal you're helping people but i, I kind of feel almost like it's at odds with the message like a lot of the stuff is here um there is that karma system, so as you do, let's say, good things, you you get good points, and if you do bad things, if you kill a lot of animals, you'll get bad points. And I guess avoiding combat is a, a good action. I don't know exactly how that increases as you go. But I like the idea that you, you don't really have to fight much at all except for the boss characters that come up because uh, they advance the story. You get various items from breaking little barrels or bushes or whatever, and they can be useful. You really don't have to use them. I, I didn't find that there was much challenge in playing the game in terms of the moment-to-moment -moment gameplay, that the dexterity of it was not a, an issue. Uh, at times, I didn't know exactly what to do to advance the state of my artifact collection. But because the game only gives you one at a time to deal with, if you find yourself seeing something a couple times, you know, oh, I have to give this a little bit more attention or figure out exactly what to do here. In the end, I think it just may have been a little bit too much of a game. It could have been shorter and, and given the same, if not a better experience, because uh, it was front-loaded in a sense that the joy of playing the game and the uniqueness of its presentation were things that made me feel good about playing early on and once that sense of newness and attractiveness and discovery sort of wore off then it became more of a chore to finish and in the end you get this choice uh, assuming you've been a light side player you get a choice which is really not of much consequence when you make it and see the little snippet afterward. I would say it's worth checking out if you're interested in something kinda unique and esoteric. Um, but, you know, from an objective standpoint, I wouldn't call this a, a great game. Um, I wanna say I'd give it a three on our scale, but realistically it, it it might dip into the two and a, you know, between a two and a three sort of territory. It's really like a select audiences type of game. Um, I always think about it if if I give something a rating and I expect someone might come back to me and say, you know, you really you led me astray there, Ed. Then I kind of want to reduce my rating. So 
um, don't be mad at me if I say three and you go play and you hate it. So, so I guess maybe I should say it's a two. Um, I don't know. It's pretty. There's that. If you're more interested in the look, sound, and feel of the game and less so in the higher concepts and the overall play, depth of play, then go for it. If the latter of those things are more important to you, mm, I don't know. Your 15 bucks could be much better spent somewhere else. And that's the Dear God. I, I feel bad. I, I came into this wanting to say better things about it and ended up kind of convincing myself that it was really kind of a waste of my time. But, um, yeah, that's that. Uh, moving on, there's another game that was also s- not my favorite, but, you know, somewhat interesting. Great production value again, but maybe lacking the depth of play that would titillate the majority of gamers. Um, it's called Forced Showdown. What it does is it tries to combine a deck-building game with a sort of um, twin-stick arena action game like Smash TV or something like that. And I don't say twin-stick shooter because not all the characters shoot. Uh, There are melee characters as well. Um, Great bright graphics, uh, really nice it's it's set in like a TV show again, kind of like Smash TV. You're you're a contestant and you're trying to get through these these um, programs to defeat the the main bad guy at the end. And you go through a couple of like minor bosses, each with eight levels leading up to them. And with each level, you get a bonus um, to help you either some consumable ability or a passive bonus or something that takes effect when you take a particular action or make a particular attack. Um, And you get each one based on a card that you've added to your deck um, from which all the cards are selected randomly at the beginning of of the program. Um, and you have the opportunity at the very beginning to say, no, I don't want those two. Um, you might do that because some of the cards have, they all have a purchase value, and you have a certain amount of mana going in. You have one mana, that's your currency for purchasing a card each round, and you get one additional one each time. So you can't just say, throw all your best cards into this deck and say, I'm going to be a badass killing machine. You're going to have to put low-valued cards, like you want You want a card with a value of 1 or 0 to purchase on that first round, or you're kind of wasting it, and then you'll want 2s and 3s and, and so on and so forth, so that you can maximize your ability to purchase them as you go, because you have a fixed amount of mana. If you don't use the, the mana before a round, and you don't buy a card and get a bonus, you lose it, so you just it's just a missed opportunity. But... Um, the gameplay itself is in the twin stick vein. You're in a small arena, enemies all around, all all attacking you, and you're attacking them with the right trigger, um, or I guess you can play keyboard and mouse. I was playing with an Xbox controller on my PC uh, via Steam, and um, you know it's a regular attack with the right trigger. Then you have 
special attacks with cooldowns mapped to the left trigger and both bumpers and each one you can use and they have a particular amount of time uh, in between uses uh, and that can be affected by certain cards you can have that reduced and then certain consumable items will be mapped to the face buttons on the controller so when you use one of them they disappear or they they may have one use and then refresh for the next round and each round the section of the arena that you're in is slightly larger, enemies are slightly tougher, maybe there are slightly more enemies, until you come up to the sort of gargantuan boss at the end of each section. Uh, and I guess they're not all gargantuan, but, but much more difficult than your standard little minions that you have to fight. And it's a really simple game. It's, it can feel a little sluggish. It's not uh, super fast action. Um, I find that that my ability to dodge kind of sucks because the characters don't run super fast and if I'm with with the starting character anyway if I'm holding down the attack button the the plane attack button I'm shooting a beam that's continuous and I want to hold it until the end of like sort of a sequence that he'll go through it'll be like a standard beam and then he'll pulse it a couple times and then finally finish off with a blast and that only happens if you hold down your attack button for a certain amount of time and you're rotating with the right stick to catch all the enemies but they're basically all faster than you and you're gonna have to let go and run away and it just feels like it it could be better like I've definitely played twin stick shooters where I felt more comfortable just playing the game I felt like my attacks were more effective my movement was more effective and I wasn't just kind of a waterlogged target for them to come after the the additional abilities are key here in making it feel good to play and uh, I do like those a lot so they're like area of effect attacks or like longer range attacks or a shield or whatever so that's cool and each eight level segment of each of the three programs um, like like each boss's full section um, before the final boss of the program has a uh, the option for one of four let's call them themes you step forward from a sort of hub area and you have four options and each one says something like like special minions or like fire like there there will be certain things that happen throughout that segment to affect the gameplay like you might have an extra minion fighting with you or the world may have fireballs around it or like laser beams around it or you know so they can be helpful or hurtful and it makes it a little bit more diverse in in the gameplay which is important because it has a roguelike element um, if you die you start the whole thing over um, you'll keep any progress you made with earning cards uh, coins which which will let you purchase cards on a sort of random wheel that I guess uh, sort of simulate the the feeling or the effect of getting mystery cards out of a out of a booster deck in a CCG. Um, so you'll keep that progress and get to add to your deck, but you don't keep any progress from start to finish. Um, you'll also unlock new characters and and you keep that progress, but um, you're always going to start over. So 
each time you go into a level having these different sort of effects that take place throughout are, are at least something to keep it diverse. But I have to say that it did get very repetitive, and it also wouldn't be my go-to game. Like I said, another another really good-looking game, but um, the, the gameplay isn't quite there for me to make a strong recommendation. This one, I think, it, it's not really my style of game more. Uh, I'm more intellectually interested in something like The Dear God, but I think, as a general rule, this one's probably going to appeal to more people. Uh, I would say I'm going to give this like a 3 out of 5. Um, so that's, that's the other game I played. Dear God and uh, Forced Showdown. That's my update for this episode of the Gamer Node Show. Just wanted to put something out there, not leave you guys in the dark. Try to keep the microphones on. Anyway, this is Eddie and Zotto. Thanks for listening to the GamerNode show. Glad to have you. And uh, go check out GamerNode.com for new reviews. Check out our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash GamerNode. That's where we'll be posting more of our news content, videos that come our way in our news inbox via press releases, whatever. Uh, We'll try to keep active there and keep active with the review content on the site. And keep active with the GamerNode show on iTunes, Stitcher, and on the site. Again, thanks for listening. This is Eddie Anzato, your host, and we will talk to you next time. Later.